Good morning, and welcome to Morning Prayer. I'm Matt Seaton, and I'm one of the pastors at First United Methodist Church, and it is great to worship the Lord together this morning. Let us prepare our hearts so that we may worship the Lord. O Lord, open our lips, and we shall declare your praise. Let us pray, friends. New every morning is your love, great God of light, and all day long you are working for good in the world. Stir up in us desire to serve you, to live peacefully with our neighbors, and to devote each day to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ the Lord. Our psalm for this morning comes from Psalm 87. On the holy mount stands the city he founded. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. Among those who know me, I mention Rahab and Babylon, Philistia too, and Tyre with Ethiopia. This one was born there, they say. And of Zion, it shall be said, this one and that one were born in it. For the Most High himself will establish it. The Lord records as he registers the peoples. This one was born there. Singers and dancers alike, all my springs are in you. Our first scripture lesson comes from 2 Kings chapter 5, reading verses 1 through 14. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Aram, was a great man and in high favor with his master, because by him the Lord had given him victory to Aram. The man, though a mighty warrior, suffered from leprosy. Now the Arameans, on one of their raids, had taken a young girl captive from the land of Israel, and she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, If only my lord were with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. So Naaman went in and told his lord just what the girl from the land of Israel had said. And the king of Aram said, Go then, and I will send along a letter to the king of Israel. He went, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of garments. He brought the letter to the king of Israel, which read, When this letter reaches you, know that I have sent to you my servant Naaman, that you may cure him of his leprosy. When the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to give death or life, that this man sends word to me to cure a man of his leprosy? Just look and see how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. But then, but when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, he sent a message to the king. Why have you torn your clothes? Let him come to me, that he may learn that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and chariots and halted at the entrance of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go, Wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became angry and went away, saying, I thought that for me he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and would wave his hand over the spot and cure the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpa, the rivers of Damascus, better than the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? He turned and went away in a rage. But his servants approached and said to him, Father, 
If the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was, wash and be clean? So he went down and immersed himself seven times in the Jordan, according to the word of the man of God. His flesh was restored like the flesh of a young boy, and he was clean. Our second scripture lesson comes from Acts chapter 15, reading verses 1 through 21. Then certain individuals came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And after Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and debate with them, Paul and Barnabas and some of the others were appointed to go up to Jerusalem to discuss this question with the apostles and the elders. So they were sent on their way by the church, and as they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, they reported the conversion of the Gentiles and brought great joy to all the believers. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported all that God had done with them. But some believers who belonged to the sect of the Pharisees stood up and said, It is necessary for them to be circumcised in order to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders met together to consider this matter. After there had been much debate, Peter stood up and said to them, My brothers, you know that in the early days God made a choice among you, that I should be the one through whom the Gentiles would hear the message of the good news and become believers. And God, who knows the human heart, testified to them by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us. And in cleansing their hearts by faith, he has made no distinction between them and us. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing on the neck of the disciples a yoke that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe that we will be saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus, just as they will. The whole assembly kept silence and listened to Barnabas and Peter as they told of all the signs and wonders that God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, My brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first looked favorably on the Gentiles to take from among them a people for his name. This agrees with the words of the prophet as it is written, After this I will return. And I will rebuild the dwelling of David, which has fallen from its ruins. I will rebuild it, and I will set it up, so that all other peoples may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles over whom my name has been called. Thus says the Lord, who has been making these signs, known from long ago. Therefore I have reached the decision that we should not trouble those Gentiles who are turning to God, But we should write to them to abstain only from things polluted by idols and from fornication and from whatever has been strangled and from blood. For in every city, for generation past, Moses has had those who proclaim him, for he has been read aloud every Sabbath in the synagogues. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us take a few moments of silence to reflect upon God's word for us today. O Lord, let our prayers be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our salvation. Amen.
Friends, let us now turn our hearts in prayer to God, carrying with us all the burdens that we have upon our hearts. Uh, Let us uh, also lift up to God the concerns that we have for our friends, our family, uh, our neighbors, for our community, for the nation, and for the world. Let us pray. God of all, thank you for hearing these prayers for the human family with whom we share this world, those closest to us and those whose names we will never know. We give you thanks and ask your help in living into our identity as your children. We especially pray for community members who are in need this day. We pray for the world we share with all creation, the plants and animals we see each day in the wilderness we have never seen. We give you thanks and ask your help in living into our identity as stewards of your earth. We pray especially for those who've been impacted by the tropical storms and hurricanes that have come up the coast here in the States. For local, national, international leaders who are faced with emergency and disaster orders. especially for President Donald Trump and Governor Roy Cooper as they make policies that affect so many people. And so we pray for those whose policies we appreciate and those with whom we struggle. We give you thanks and ask that you would be at their side, guiding them to act in justice and mercy. We pray especially for our local government as they discern a best way uh, to move forward during this pandemic for joys and concerns that occupy our thoughts today. Those we have spoken aloud and those we ponder inwardly. We give you thanks and ask that you be at our side, guiding us to recognize that our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Hear the prayers we lift in silence now. Accept and heed all these prayers through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now, friends, with confidence as God's own children, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, receive this blessing for today. By the power of the Holy Spirit, go forth to serve your neighbor, to love your enemy, and to embody God's mercy in the name of Jesus Christ. Go this day in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. See you tomorrow morning.